With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. I honestly did all I could to prepare for Wimbledon. I got here, I did what I could. Um, I battled through and my body just wasn't to where it needed to be to continue to play at this level and beat these quality players. My game's there. My game is obviously there. Like He's 15 in the world and I'm making the guy look pretty average in the first set. You know, And I haven't played a tournament in six months. So my game is there. My confidence is high as ever. It's just my body. I've got to get it right. And whether that takes a week or two weeks, that's that's is what it is. But yeah, I was devastated, obviously. You know, I'm enjoying myself and I feel like one of the crowd going from, you know, the bad boy of tennis, all this sort of stuff to now one of the crowd favorites. And I, I knew that they wanted me to keep playing. And I was I tried to give everything I absolutely could. But I knew the more I served, the worse it was getting. And it was heartbreaking for me. So Nick Kyrgios is out of Wimbledon. Uh, he was going okay too and unfortunately was forced to withdraw and then also forced to withdraw from his mixed doubles. Nicole Bradkey, kind enough to join us again on the Sporting Goss. Doesn't come as any great shock, Nicole, that he didn't quite advance as far as he would have liked? Look, I mean, I'm not. I'm actually quite surprised that he actually won two matches. When you haven't played a tennis match in, in five months, it's... Um, it's awfully hard to, to get out there and you're just lack, lacking match practice. So for him to have won a couple of matches is probably a huge effort. Um, but having said that, the surface where he probably had the most amount of um, fortune of winning some matches certainly would have been on the grass with his big serve and big forehand. But in the end, when you haven't played a lot of tennis, you just uh, you succumb to, to injuries. And obviously with his big serve, just straining that stomach uh, muscle, um, you know, it was unfortunate because, yeah, he'd won a couple of matches. And he also was very impressive in that opening set as well. Patrick Rafter spoke to, to Gilly on Gillian Goss in the Friday Focus a couple of weeks ago and was straight shooter, said, look, he doesn't prepare like he wants to win a Grand Slam. We know what he can do, but if you're just going to waltz in there and expect to have an impact, it's not going to happen. Have we all moved on from expectation of, of Nick Kyrgios now and we just like him for what he is and maybe that's the showman that comes out and winning's not important? Well, I think so. I mean, he just has a different take on the way that he approaches his tennis. Um, And I think it frustrates people who work really hard, who are very diligent Hmm. about the way that they go about their tennis. And he is blessed with a great serve um, and especially gets the success on grass because he gets a lot of free points. But I think people just have to go, you know what, if he's out there, I don't mind watching him play. My only thing that I get a little frustrated with and annoying is when he's disrespectful to his opponent. Um, That's my only thing. I just think, I say to people, you know, he is what he is and um, he seems to find that if that's his happy place and playing like that, well, we just have to let it go. But when he crosses the line and he's disrespectful to his opponent, um, that that's when I, I feel that he should be called out. So at the moment, he's still in the Olympic team. 
should he yeah. be fit? Do you think he, and I know what the prerequisite is, it's the top ranking Australians, that's what I thought it was anyway. You've got to be, uh, yeah. you know, uh, does he deserve to be there and represent Australia? Well, I guess there's a criteria for playing the Olympics and they go down the line of where your ranking is and his ranking is still high enough. So um, if Tennis Australia were not to choose him, then he might sort of, you know, kick up a stink and really challenge them that why he wasn't. This is going to be an Olympics like no other. I've been to a few of them and have had the the luxury of being able to leave the village to do all those sorts of things. This is going to be entirely different for for athletes and I think that they have to get into their mindset that they're not going to be able to do these things. They're not going to be able to go out and socialise and, and maybe within the bubble of the Australian team, yes, but outside they're not going to be able to do it. And if you're not prepared to do that, then um, you can't kind of ruin it for everyone else because mm. it's only going to take one person to slip up and then it's going to ruin it for everybody else. So unless he's in that mindset and to be, you know, to go and play and then once he's finished, he can probably leave straight away, but you've got to tick all the boxes and do all the right things. And if he's not willing to do that, I, you know, I understand that he's elected to also enter a tournament in Atlanta. So, um, you know, he's going to have to make his mind up pretty soon because I just think he was in for singles. I don't think he was playing doubles. So you can't let your opponent down and all those sorts of things. So there's a lot of people that are making sacrifices and he's not prepared to do that, then he should call it out pretty soon. Isla Tomlanovic certainly called out to her opponent, Ostapenko. I loved it. I, I loved it. So did it, I. it. It is coming into the game. It is it. coming into the game far too much. It's used, being used as a tactic, and uh, and she called it out. And she stood her ground even at the end of the match. What did you make of all of it? I'm all for it. I think there are some serial offenders on the women's side of the tour that definitely flout the rules. Um, and uh, you know, Ostapenko sort of. If you go through her matches over her time, there have been certain times where she's probably tried to rattle her opponents and, you know, get the momentum of a game. You know, Isla, you know, English is probably not, it's not her first language. So, but I just think it's a, probably a choice of words when you call someone a liar. She could have used probably a lot of other terms. Um, but I thought it was terrific that, and she said it in a nice way. She wasn't aggressive at all in the way she approached it. And, I think there's a lot of other players out there who would have liked to have done the same thing, but um, you know, good on her, and she won the match. Because so that's the that's the, the best thing that came out of that. No that doubt, event. yeah, no doubt about that. Where are we at with the women's? Ash Barty's got a really tough uh, match coming yeah. up, of course, in the round of 16. Is she playing well enough, or do you just have to be about the place going into the second week? Well, her opponent Karachikova, who's obviously you know won the French just a few mm. weeks ago, and this is. You know, her first grass court tournament, she's still striking the ball exceptionally well. So I just feel that Ash has to get off to a really good start um, against this girl and, and use her slice backhand a lot, use the grass, use the angles. Um, and she's really got to dig deep. And uh, it's, it's going to be, I'm expecting a tough match. If Ash comes away with it and wins convincingly, well, then she's playing really, really well. So, and Isla, she's got the, uh, the English wild card who's had a great run. And, you know, she, she's going to be the favourite to win. Isla in that match. So a different kind of pressure, whereas her other matches, she wasn't expected to win. But uh, this English girl certainly going to have the crowd on her side. So uh, 
But Isla's obviously playing. When you're getting to the round of 16, you're obviously doing something right. Yeah, Radakanu's certainly going to have the uh, the home crowd support. So out yeah. of all of that, we've still got, you know, Swiatek, who's seventh seed, Pliskova, Sabalenka, Barty, as you mentioned, and there's plenty of other of the, the top 30 still in the tournament. Jobur, who's 21, who on her day can certainly produce the goods. Um, if, if Ash is off, who can win it? If she just has a bad day against Craig Kukova, who who wins it from here? Well, you know, it's kind of tough because all, other than Ash, you know, everyone's favourite surface is probably hard or clay. So, um, and none of them really use a slice backhand. None of them really come to the net unless they have to. Um, so it's kind of tough. I mean, it's mm. just a shame that Karachikova is playing, um, playing Ash. So you look at sort of, the winners of the Grand Slams over recent recent years. You've got Schwatek, you've got Gretchikova, you've got Ash. Um, so you'd like to think that they would win. I mean, Kerb is still going. She's, she's a former champion of Wimbledon and she's coming off a win last week in Germany. So, you know, you get to the pointy end and it's, you know, with this pandemic, it's just been a mixed bag who's actually winning. So it's kind of hard. We'd all love Ash to win. Um, it's her favourite surface. She loves Wimbledon and you know, that's just a little bit of added pressure because she probably wants to win it so badly. So um, it's kind of hard. You're, you're picking at straws to see who's going to win. All righty. Might, we might have to wait till we get to about the semi-final <laughs> stage before we actually so. know where we're at. But on the men's side, of course, still plenty of the yeah. big guns are in it. It is really, uh, I think the um, the favourite or the champion there is, is certainly well concealed right there. You've got Djokovic, you've got Rublev, Berentini still good enough, Zarev, and of course, Roger and Medvedev. So a lot of the world top 10 are still in contention. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the favourite is Djokovic and then mm. the the other players still left in the event, you could, they're sort of an even chance of winning, I guess. I, I You know, everyone would love Roger to, to have the fairy tale win, but I just think it's it's kind of tough to to get all those sets together when he too hasn't played a lot a lot of tennis underneath his belt. So for me, it's it's something drastic going to have to happen with uh, Djokovic not winning. Alrighty, all right. So if I was okay, so uh, while I won't take you take all this to the bank, we're, <laughs> we're in the round of sixteen. I yep. want you to give me two names. Actually, yeah. I want to give two on either side, men and women's. Give me the two names who you think can play off in the final if you've done your crossovers and all that sort of stuff. If all oh. being equal, I know, I know I'm putting you under pressure, but you're oh. the expert. I'm just a real battler. Um, so it's just a shame that I feel that Ash and uh, Karechikova are actually playing <laughs> to make the quarters. So I'm hearing that I'm you gonna... think Ash will get beat. Well, I just... It, 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 it wouldn't surprise me because Come of how on, well get off the fence. Playing, but I'm going Ash because oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with her. Yeah, good. She's going to get that slice back in and good. she's going to chip and she's going to charge good. and she's going to do all those sorts of things. So she'll show that great Aussie spirit. Her. Yes. I'm going with her. So that leaves Kerber down the bottom end. Yep. Yep. So I'm going to go Kerber coming through there. That's that right. Then. Kerber. 25th yeah, I'm a bit of a dark horse. When you're coming in and you've won a tournament, you've won Wimbledon before, um, I'm going to go for a bit of a dark horse in that one there. So okay. All right. the good old lefty out in the grass court always works a treat. Absolutely so. it does. Let's, let's, re, okay. let's come back. Let's, let's come back. 
We will reconvene when we're down to the semis stage. Okay, let, let's do that. I think that's a fair assessment. I because... do too. All righty, look forward to it. Thanks for chatting to us. <laughs> you too. Nice to chat to you. <laughs> Nicole Bradke, love our chats. She's been there, done that, and, of course, is wonderful with her time here on SEN, of course, the Sporting Goss. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.